Kids, here we are. It is 12 o'clock-ish on your Monday, so that means it's time for your Dark Entries Goth Radio, your weekly source for goth post-punk death rock. New metal and other kind of spooky tunes. Uh, I'm here till 2 o'clock doing all that for you. 1 o'clock, we're going to have our words of wisdom from Uncle Charlie and all the usual nutter butter. 803-576-9072 is the number to call. It's 803-576-WUSC. It's been a while since I started the show with um, with Bauhaus, so I figured I'd do, I'd do that now. Haven't done that in a while. Got a good show coming up. 90 days till Halloween, and uh, I'm DJD. This is your Dark Entries Goth Radio. Here we go. And as I watched from underneath, I came aware of all the Let's go. 
Right, Bauhaus kicking us off with uh, The Passion of Lovers. I have not played Bauhaus uh, opening the show in a while. Actually, I haven't played, played Bauhaus in a while, period, I think. Uh, to start the show off, Dark Injuries Goth Radio is on your ho- on your radio with your host, DJD. And um, we had a good time in the last week. Uh, so much happened. Uh, for one, we had uh, the big Halloween in July show at our bar uh, Saturday night. If you didn't come out to that, you really missed it. Um, that was put on by, well, by several folks, but... Um, I want to give a special shout out to um, Patty Davis, who uh, uh, mostly uh, put the whole thing together and worked really hard to uh, organize it and book the bands and promote it, and you know have me DJ it. And it was really cool. It was an amazing time. Much bigger crowd than I thought uh, was going to show up. I mean, we have a decent one, but it was it was actually a really great crowd. Eight really great bands playing, and um, yeah, it was a good time. So uh, yeah, come out to the next one, um, which I guess will be in a year. <laughs> but hopefully, between here and then, we'll have uh, some sort of show. I'm working on. Um, a thing. I can't really talk about it, but I'm working on putting together a thing uh, with me DJing uh, here in town. And as more details are able to be talked about, they'll be talked about. See what else happened. Uh, Tuesday in the week, I went to Atlanta to see King Crimson at the Fox. And it was obviously as fantastic as you could think it would be. The Fox is actually a venue I've not ever been to, but it's it's a really beautiful venue if you've ever been down there. I got there really early, which was good. I had plenty of time to play with. So uh, I parked actually in the parking lot, like right next to the venue, and uh, just walked down the street because I had plenty of time to get some dinner and everything before the show. So I walked a few blocks down the down the street and just looked for something that jumped out at me, you know, just any place that looked cool. And I came across this place called the Vortex. And I guess you, for you people who are Atlanta people, you know already what I'm talking about. I'd never been there before. Really cool place, and uh, I had one of the best burgers I've probably ever had in my life. And I'm sat at the bar eating my burger and that strike up a conversation with the guy next to me. And it turns out he's a guy from uh, from Greenville, and he was there to meet up with some people from Greenville and also from Columbia, including a former WSC DJ and also the uh, the owner of Papa Jazz. <laughs> so um, it was kind of cool to have that sort of connection, you know. So I met, all, met up with all those guys and everything and then did the show, and it was amazing. Uh, there was a, a group called Guitar... I'm sorry, California Guitar Trio that opened up for him, and they were really great. I, I could definitely see why King Crimson picked them because they were sort of King Crimson-esque, and they did a cover of a Pink Floyd cover at the end. But King Crimson, it was one of the, literally one of the best shows I've ever been to in my life. It was, I'd say, top, probably top three. It was definitely didn't disappoint. And I was pretty close. I was about 11 rows back. Really good seat. I noticed, though, that there were a lot of rows in front of me that were totally empty. There were, like, three that didn't have a, a single person in them right in front of me. And I started out with, like, a blank, a, a, an empty seat on either side of me, to the right and left of me, so I kind of had some room. But then this guy comes in, he sits right next to the left of me, and he's taking up all this space, and he's, like, leaning into my seat and, like, leaning on my armrest and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, ah, this is going to be, yeah, this is really going to bug me. So intermission comes around. Guess what? I moved up. (laughs) I moved up a couple of seats. And then um, King Crimson takes their own intermission halfway in, like a 20-minute intermission. So during that one, I came back, and I bumped up another seat. So now I'm six, seven rows up, you know, so it worked out really well. So I had a really, really good spot. Uh, they, They were really strict about taking photos and video, the venue was. They were not messing around, Jack. Uh, I did see one guy try to do it, and within seconds, uh, you know, one of the ushers came rushed over, and they, they shut that down. I got very little. I actually did get a lot of video of the, the day, um, and then at the very, very end, I got um, some photos of them. Just before they were going to leave the stage, uh, they allowed cameras and stuff at the very end as they were coming out and saying their goodbyes and stuff, so I got some of that. So I'm going to try to make a, a video out of all of this and maybe put it up on YouTube of just how the whole trip went. So that was that. So I had a really interesting week, really great week, actually, and um, 
We'll try to make the show interesting here. Uh, one o'clock, we're gonna have a words of wisdom from Uncle Charlie. I'm here till two o'clock. I got a carryover from last week because I had such a jam-packed show last week that I wasn't able to do like two entire sets. Um, so that's gonna what we're gonna start the show off with today. This is kind of fitting because the first band that played at Halloween in July on Saturday was Poltergasm, which is the fictional band from uh, Bad Girls, which was the movie that was shot here in town, directed by Chris Bickle and featuring yours truly. If you're paying attention, you can see me in the movie. There's a scene in which Poltergasm plays on stage, and then the, the show gets interrupted with some gunfire and stuff. And so it was a band that was created just for that movie. So, But they got back together, and they did um, one performance on Saturday night. They did four tracks, and they played the song from the movie, which is like Every Girl in the World. And then the second track they played actually was a cover of The Killing Moon, by Echo and the Bunnymen, and they killed it. They did a really great cover. But uh, last week I was actually playing on, planning on playing this cover by Eva O, and I wasn't able to get to it, so since I wasn't able to then, here we go. We do a little set, we'll come back. Dark Entries Goth Radio is on your radio. Here we go.
here to frighten you. It's a ghost. This is Mara, evil incarnate, high priestess to Satan, queen of the black witches. Blood orgy of the she-devils. their souls or not. She is too dangerous to share our secret. Blood orgy of the she-devils. The film that dares to probe the black depths of hell. Rise, Farouk. So it be. <laughs> world of ancient witchcraft and ceremonial magic is brought to you in all its stark terror and nightmarish horror. I don't like what I see. himself. Do these things actually happen? Throw the bat in the fire. The producer warns viewers against indulging or experimenting in occultism or the psychic sciences without professional advice. Blood orgy of the she-devils.
Let's see.
Ash has fallen there, finishing up that set with uh, Vampira, the Ballad of uh, Myla, which of course is about uh, Myla uh, Nurmi, who was uh, also known as Vampira, uh, probably arguably one of the first, possibly the first, vampy sort of horror uh, host. I guess sort of like lay the groundwork for um, Elvira, who we're going to hear from a little bit later. Let's start the show off with the Bauhaus of the Passion of Lovers. Eva Owen there with The Killing Moon, uh, that cover of that. Fear Cult in there with a track called Witch Hunt. And uh, I kind of bridged it together with the uh, the trailer for the, the movie I played before that, which was called Blood Orgy of the She-Devils. And if you listen really closely, like in that movie, actually, there's, um, there's a bit where um, one of the guys is actually chanting or, or saying, like, uh, burn witch, burn witch, burn witch, burn. And so they sampled that in uh, Fear Cult in that track, that witch hunt track. So kind of a connection there. I did a thing, is what I'm trying to say. London After Midnight with a Black Cat with one of my favorite London After Midnight tracks. I actually played that on the uh, uh, Saturday night for the uh, the Halloween in July thing. Ejecta Membra in there with Skin Trade from an album called uh, Acromatica. And then we just heard Ash Has Fallen with Vampire the Ballad of Mila. Uh, that comes from an album called A Fleeting Melody Out of a Fading Dream. Dark Country's Goth Radio is on your radio, and we're going to do another set here. At least one more set, then we'll get into some words of wisdom around one-ish or a little bit after. We'll see what's happening with the second half of the show. Second half's going to be weird. I don't have it, honestly, I don't have it completely 100% planned out, so it's going to be uh, it's going to be uh, kind of throwing stuff against a wall to see what sticks. Uh, I've got kind of some stuff in mind, but uh, we're going to see how, where it takes us. One thing I wanted to mention real quick, <laughs> and this is, so my life is uh, is a series of George Costanza-esque uh, occurrences, usually, and one of them happened when I was walking into the building today, actually, to come to the show. I didn't realize that... Um, the mask uh, mandate thing had gone back into effect uh, here at the at the building in Russell House. So uh, that apparently happened on Friday, so I didn't get the memo. I'm a masker. I'm fine. I'm, I'm a vaccine guy. I'm fully vaccinated. Got no problem with masks. You know, I'm no anti-masker at all. I need to say that to kind of preface the story. So um, I just didn't know. So I walk up to the building. There's a sign up. Got to have a mask on, all that kind of thing. I'm like, ah, oh, crap, what am I going to do? Mine's in the car. Mine's too far away. So, uh, okay, surely in this entire gigantic building, I can score a mask somewhere. Surely, if it's required, I can probably just pick one up, pop it on, no problem. I walk in, I don't see any. And so I'm like, okay, well, I'll just make my way upstairs, you know, should be fine. But I've got to get on the elevator with two other guys to get up here. There's just two other guys that just happen to be getting on the elevator when I, when I am. And they're, you know, masked up and everything. So, uh, you know, I get on and, you know, they're going up to the fourth floor, I'm going to the third floor. Uh, I'm standing there, he goes, okay, which floor? I say three. And as I'm standing there looking at the door, and we're in total awkward elevator silence, I can feel this guy's eyes burning into the side of my face. <laughs> just give me the eye. And as I'm standing there with no mask on, you know, and uh, I'm just trying to just get out of there. The longest elevator ride in existence. Uh, and finally, you know, hit the floor, and I'm about to walk out, and then all of a sudden he goes, you know you're supposed to have a mask on, right? <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I didn't know that actually that it changed. We didn't have to. You know, we didn't have to wear them until Friday, and now we do. And he's like, well, you're supposed to have one. You're supposed to have one on. One on. You know. And he's like, just berating me. You know. And I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't have it with me. And I was hoping to get one. So I finally, uh, you know, get off. And and luckily, there's up, up the hall. There's a really really nice person working working at a desk, uh, who uh, who uh, I spotted some extra sat out like in her office. And she was she was nice enough to give me one a second ago. So, uh, yeah, thanks to her. I understand your frustration, man, but I'm not I'm not I'm not your enemy. I promise. I'm just I just goofed. I didn't know. I had no idea that the rules changed. I'm sorry, elevator guy. So anyway, that's what happened. 
Uh, Dark Interest Goth Radio is on your radio. I'm your host, DJD, uh, here until two-ish, uh, till two. One uh, Words of Wisdom coming up around one o'clock or so. And uh, we're going to do a quick set, three, four songs. We'll come back and we'll take a little, take a little break. But uh, to kick it off, here is a little bit of... Uh, let's see what we got. Aerial Maneki and the Black Halos. A track called Blood Rituals. We'll be back after this, sir.
Elvira here, mistress of the dark and sometimes surfer babe, because Coors Light is the official beer of Halloween and the party's at the beach. Malibu Beach, where you can hang ten. Look, Frankie and Annette. And of course, when it's time to chill, just reach for that cooler of Coors Light. Aged, ice cold, never frozen stiff. It's the right beer now for Halloween. Just look for the Silver Bullet Smooth Display and dig up your friends now for a party at the beach. Happy Halloween, dudes.
Alright, uh, Dark Entries Goth Radio is on your radio with your host DJD. That was the end of that set there. We're going to get into our words of wisdom in just a second. But um, start the set off there with uh, Ariel Maniki and the Black Halos uh, with a track on uh, Blood Residuals from a, uh, an album called Ritual. Brandy went from um, Koalara after that with uh, Your Secret's Safe With Me uh, from an album called Love Songs to Remind Us That We Can't Stand Each Other. New one from uh, Pala Zolo after that with Sycophant and The Thing You Just Heard Just Now, which I really, really dig in. Photo Form, track was called Running, uh, from an album called Horizons. I've actually never played them on the show before, but I just discovered them actually uh, earlier today. And uh, I'm really digging them right now, actually. I'm going to actually play some more stuff from the uh, Horizons album uh, at some point in the show. All right, uh, we're going to take a little break here. Dark Entries Goth Radio is on your radio, but we are going to do our words of wisdom and take a little break, breaky break. Uh, but that's all coming up right after this. On the road again. Nearly 700,000 Americans were arrested on marijuana charges last year. That's an enormous waste of law enforcement resources and terribly unfair to those arrested and their families. It's time we stopped arresting adults who smoke marijuana responsibly. For more information, visit Normal's website at www.normal.org or call toll-free 888-67-NORMAL and tell them Willie sent you. What's up, Gamecocks? It's Schuler from Death Drive 90.5. We're all stoked to be back on campus, but we've got to remember that the threat of COVID-19 is still very real and very present. Take measures to protect those around you and to protect yourself. Wear that mask. Wash your hands. Stay six feet apart. Don't eat anything that you find on the ground. Stop licking doorknobs. Let's all work together for a COVID-free campus. Because riffs should be sick. You shouldn't. Keep it healthy, keep it safe, and keep it locked to 90.5. WUSC-FM and HD1 Columbia. Oh my God, it's the flaming lift. And we're on WUSC FM. Columbia Alternative, 90.5. <laughs> but I think hell's got all the good bands anyway. Do you get tired of styling your hair every day? And do you want a good hairstyle every day? Hi, I'm Sarah Schuster. I went on a website called inventnow.org, and after that, I decided to invent something too. Something called the Insta-Do. Just imagine, you just put it over your head like a helmet does, and you pick your hairstyle with the buttons on the side, and you can have instant hairstyle in seconds. People like it. People like Jeff Bart. I like it. And people like Kenneth. It's a summer thing, and it fits over your head, and it's great. Thank you, Kenneth. You should go to inventnow.org, and it could help you come up with your own invention. After all, look at me on the radio now. Anything's possible. Keep thinking. Get started on your own inventions, or just play some games at inventnow.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, the National Inventors Hall of Fame Foundation, and the Ad Council. If you choose. 
Remember these are the places to hit. Eyes, knees, groin, throat. Eyes, knees, groin, throat. Eyes, knees, groin, throat. Eyes, knees, groin, throat. Eyes are easily poked. Ouch! The knees are easily kicked out. The groin is a sensitive spot. When you hit the throat, it hurts a lot. Self-defense is anything we do to make our lives safer on a daily basis. Self-defense is fighting with our fists, yelling, telling him to stop looking at us, running away, listening to our gut instinct, getting support, knowing that we are worth defending, talking about what happened. <laughs> and playing rock. The goal of self-defense is to provide all women, children, queers, people of color, and targeted communities with options and skills that are effective and practical no matter what our experience, age, level of fitness or shape of body may be. Tell me, tell me a little bit about your background. Tell me if you could describe your childhood in a couple of sentences, how would you describe it? I didn't have a childhood. Tell me a little bit more. Tell me more. I went to, I went to a, a reform school in 43, and I've been fighting ever since. Was it as bad as you described in the book that was co-authored by Newell Adams? Uh, that wasn't my book. That wasn't your no, book. No. But what about the parts describing your childhood and your experiences in the uh, reform school? That was him writing the book. So uh, the, the part about that school in Indiana, that's not true? Uh, how you were treated? Bits and parts of it are true and bits and parts of it aren't. Tell me how you would describe how bad it was for you in these reform schools. A child don't know what bad is. Well, he says in the book that you were raped, that you were beaten oh, constantly. Come on, man. That's not true. That's what he would like to believe. But so there ain't, no, ain't nobody can do that. So you're saying that that didn't happen? No. So no. you didn't have a lousy childhood then? Yeah, I had a terrible childhood. But I'm from here. In other words, it didn't uh, get to no, you? No, I've never sold out. They've never beat me. I haven't been beaten. Tell me about your terrible childhood. The child doesn't know what terrible is. You don't want to talk about it. I'm telling you, the child doesn't know what terrible is. Give me what a little terrible, bit, Give me a little description of it. What is terrible? You know, terrible. What does that mean, terrible? I don't know. You you used the word, so I'm trying to no, get you to No, no, I didn't. He used the word in his book. I didn't. I didn't. I'm not a sniveler. I don't cry. I don't snivel. I don't look for excuses to get off on other things.
was true. Some of the victims didn't have time to scream. Others weren't as lucky. Now, Bryanston Pictures presents every grisly detail of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the most bizarre and brutal series of crimes in America. And without a doubt, the most realistic shocker ever filmed. Sally, I hear something. Stop! Stop! Even if one of them survives, what will be left after the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Rated R. Under 17, not admitted without parent.
No recordo on, ni tan sols el temps que fa, i tot havia canviat. Però jo no ho sabia encara, i més m'hagués valgut no saber-ho mai. El meu món era petit, però suficient abans. Deixar de ser-ho. La meva vida, un cel particular. Certesa, dolça soledat. Thank you. 
capaç de sentir els meus crits, de segues garrifosos. De sobte, l'abisme s'obri sota els meus peus. Moria, recuperar el meu cau, la meva estimada soledat, els meus llims, la meva preuada illa. I vaig caure. Caure. Queia, sentint-me cada vegada més prop d'aquell horror, del meu propi dolor del més terrorífic despertar dels meus sentits tot just acabats de descobrir. Ja no recordo quan va ser que vaig despertar aquell fatídic matí. Aleshores, Salvador, no recordo quan fa que estic veient que caic. Veient la fi més propera cada vegada, però amb la incertesa de si mai arribarà. Ara el dolor sembla no tenir límits. El dolor i la por són tot el que sento. Tinc por de caure per sempre. Suddenly there came a tapping, as of someone gently rapping, rapping at my chamber door. To some visitor, I muttered, tapping at my chamber door. Only this, and nothing more. I distinctly, I remember it was in the bleak December, and each separate dying ember wrought its ghost upon the floor. Eagerly, I wished the morrow. Vainly, I had sought to borrow from my books surcease of sorrow. Sorrow for the lost Lenore. For the rare and radiant maiden whom the angels name Lenore. Nameless here, forevermore. And the silken, sad, uncertain rustling of each purple curtain thrilled me filled me with fantastic terrors never felt before, so that now, to still the beating of my heart, I stood repeating to some visitor, entreating entrance at my chamber door, some late visitor, entreating entrance at my chamber door. This it is, and nothing more. Presently, my soul grew stronger, Hesitating then no longer, sir, said I, or madam, truly, your forgiveness I implore, but the fact is, I was napping. And so gently you came rapping, and so faintly you came tapping, tapping at my chamber door, that I scarce was sure I heard you. Here, I opened wide the door. Darkness there. Nothing more. Deep into that darkness peering. Long I stood there wondering, fearing, doubting, dreaming dreams no mortal ever dared to dream before, but the silence was unbroken. The stillness gave no token, and the only word there spoken was the whispered word, Lenore. This 
I whispered, and an echo murmured back the word, Lenore. Merely this, nothing more. Back into the chamber turning, all my soul within me burning, soon again I heard a tapping somewhat louder than before, surely, said I, surely that is something at my window lattice. Let me see then what thereat is in this mystery, explore. But my heart is still a moment, in this mystery, explore, tis the wind, and nothing more. Open here I flung the shutter, when, with many a flirt and flutter, in there stepped a stately raven of the saintly days of yore. Not the least obeisance, maybe, not a minute stopped or stayed he, but with mien of lord or lady perched above my chamber door, perched upon a busted palace, just above my chamber door, perched and sat, nothing more. Then this ebony bird beguiling my sad fancy into smiling by the grave and stirred decorum of the countenance it wore. Though thy crest be shorn and shaven, thou, I said, art sure no craven, ghastly, grim, and ancient raven, wandering from the nightly shore. Tell me what thy lordly name is on the night's Plutonian shore, quoth the raven. Nevermore. Much I marvel this ungainly foul to hear discourse so plainly, though its answer little meaning, little relevancy bore, for we cannot help agreeing that no living human being ever yet was blessed with seeing bird above his chamber door, bird or beast, upon the sculpted bust, upon his chamber door, with such a name as nevermore. But the raven, sitting, Lonely on the pallet bust spoke only that one word, as if his soul in that one word he did outpour. Nothing farther than he uttered, not a feather than he fluttered, till I scarcely more than muttered, other friends have flown before. On the morrow he will leave me, as my hopes have flown before. Then. The bird said, Nevermore. Startled by the stillness broken by reply so aptly spoken, doubtless said I, what it utters is its only stock in store, caught from some unhappy master whom unmerciful disaster followed fast and followed faster till his songs one burden bore, till the dirges of his hope that melancholy burden bore of never, never more. But the raven, still beguiling all my fancy into smiling, straight I wheeled a cushioned seat in front of bird and bust and door. Then, upon the velvet sinking, I betook myself to linking fancy unto fancy, thinking what this ominous bird of yore, what this grim, ungainly, ghastly, gaunt, and ominous bird of yore meant in croaking nevermore. This I sat engaged in guessing, but no syllable expressing to the fowl whose fiery eyes now burned into my bosom's core. This and more I sat divining, 
with my head at ease reclining on the cushion's velvet lining that the lamplight gloated o'er, but whose velvet violet lining with the lamplight gloating o'er she shall press on evermore. Then we thought the air grew denser, perfumed from an unseen censer swung by seraphim whose footfalls tinkled on the tufted floor. Wretch, I cried, thy God hath lent thee, by these angels he hath sent thee respite, respite and nepenthe from the memories of Lenore Quaff, or Quaff this kind nepenthe, and forget this lost Lenore, quoth the raven, nevermore. Prophet, said I, thing of evil, prophet still of bird or devil, with a tempter sent, or with a tempest tossed thee here ashore, desolate, yet all undaunted, on this desert land enchanted, on this home by horror haunted, tell me, truly I implore, is there, is there balm in Gilead? Tell me, tell me, I implore, quoth the raven, nevermore. Prophet, said I, think of evil, prophet still a bird or devil, by that heaven that bends above us, by that God we both adore. Tell this soul with sorrow laden, if within the distant Aden it shall clasp a sainted maiden whom the angels name Lenore. Clasp a rare and radiant maiden whom the angels name Lenore, quoth the raven. Nevermore. Be that word our sign of parting, bird or fiend, I shrieked upstarting. Get thee back into the tempest and the night's plutonian shore. Leave no black plume as a token of that lie thy soul had spoken. Leave my loneliness unbroken, quit the bust above my door. Take thy beak from out my heart, and take thy form from off my door, quoth the raven. Nevermore. And the raven, never flitting, still is sitting, still is sitting. On the pallet bust the palace just above my chamber door. To his eyes have all the seeming of a demon's that is dreaming. The lamplight o'er him streaming throws his shadow on the floor, and my soul, from out that shadow that lies floating on the floor, shall be lifted.
he saw me climbing in the coffin. <laughs> <laughs> it's the smiles that keep us going, don't you think? Finish out, almost finish out the show today. We got one more proper track to play, and then uh, then we'll get out of here. Uh, we had a very long, extended um, words of wisdom uh, set there that we just heard the end of. Uh, we started off with Coil with uh, light shining darkly, Skinny Puppy in there with a uh, chainsaw, Hungry Lucy with their cover of Blue Dress, of course, originally done by um, Depeche Mode. That's actually one of my favorite Depeche Mode tracks. Recoil in there. Speaking of Depeche Mode, that's Alan Wilder uh, from Depeche Mode. That's his side project uh, called Recoil. Uh, with a track called Vertigan, uh, with a little bit of spoken word in there. Then we had Christopher Walken giving us uh, The Raven, of course, and then we just heard Caustic Soul with uh, Separation. I'm your host, DJD. This is just about going to wrap up the show. Uh, I'm going to do one more proper track from Bauhaus, and then we're going to do uh, some Rocky Horror, and then we'll get out of here. But uh, thanks for tuning in for this wackiness today. It's been a weird show. I think it's kind of a weird feel for today's show. Uh, I think um, tomorrow, or next week, rather, we'll get right back kind of on track to sort of the normal format of the show. I just kind of got a little weird experimental with this one. All right, so we started off the show with some Bauhaus, and I'm just, because I'm in that kind of mood, I just figured I'd bookend it into some Bauhaus. So um, this is Mask from the album Mask, probably one of the most underrated Bauhaus albums, in, in my opinion. It's the title track. We'll do this more quick. We'll come back, we'll say goodbyes, and get out of here.
Uh, so take us out to book in the show there with Mask from the album Mask. Uh, this has been Dark Entries Goth Radio. Hope you guys have enjoyed the show. Um, I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. I would do a Rocky Horror as we usually do. Only what we're going to jet. But um, uh, give you all the all the essentials here. Uh, you can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at uh, Dark Entries DJD. Also um, on the face place at Dark Entries Goth Radio. And as always, I record this show and upload it to the podcast at Dark Entries gothradio.podbean.com. Um, I'm a little bit behind. I had such a busy week with um, King Crimson and uh, and the show and, you know, Halloween in July and all that kind of thing. I actually had didn't, unfortunately did not able to get to uh, uploading last week's episode to the podcast, but I'm going to work on that today and tomorrow, and I'll have uh, both episodes last week and today's episode uploaded uh, either tonight or most likely tomorrow. So uh, stay tuned for that. Of course, I'll put announcements on that on all the socials. So you can catch me in all those places, and we will see you next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. As always, we'll get out of here with some uh, required Rocky Horror as we do. As we count down to All Hell's Eve, because it's it's a coming, kids. It's a coming. It's right on the horizon. All right, kids, I'll see you next week. Uh, Keep it spooky. insects called the human race lost in time and lost in space